the Dancing with Wisdom podcast, series two, episode four, Wisdom for Life. What is wisdom? What does that word even mean? How can we implement wisdom in our everyday lives? Psychiatrist and executive coach, Dr. Sunil, invites you to join him on a transformational and sacred quest to experience meaning, purpose, and fun in both your life and work. These podcasts will not only empower you to wisely navigate through a confusing world, but to grow in body, mind, and spirit, which will ultimately have us dancing with wisdom. Hello, and welcome to the Dancing with Wisdom podcast, where we invite you to join us as we make sense of life. Absolutely. And thank you for everyone who's been following us and writing the messages. We love receiving them. So we have covered wisdom of the heart, wisdom of the mind. Okay, so wisdom for life. Now, the reason why I wanted to bring this one up, Sunil, is because obviously it's a section within the book. I wouldn't say it's the happiest, <laughs> it's probably, no, it's not. brightest, yeah, it's let's go hardest, and sing yeah. the sound of music or the hill kind of chapter. It's not. Um, but it did raise some really, really interesting points. And I've written a few of them down here. So I've got, there are so many problems in life. I, the one that um, springs to mind straight away, which, you know, mentioned all the time is COVID. So the question is, how do we have wisdom within lockdown? Mm. Um, that was one thing that popped up. And people have so many different problems in life. So how can everybody be stepping towards or can they be stepping towards wisdom in the same way? And are we ultimately looking to be gaining wisdom in the same direction? Would, would suddenly everything be in sync or are we looking for our own directions? So we're talking about wisdom for life and we're talking really about how we have very disordered lives and you're right, that that particular chapter in the book is the most negative because it does talk about the struggles that we have. You know, we, we go from disappointment to fear and dread, maybe even despair, sense of stress, burnout, loneliness, depression, and you take it right to the other extreme, even suicide. I feel like I need a hug right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. but unfortunately, that is the world that we live in. And yeah, rates of mental illness, rates of anxiety, depression, all those things are increasing around the world. And a large part of that is because we're not walking in wisdom. We're not learning to engage with the reality of life. And there isn't a place to go to for answers to questions our minds are asking for the deep emotions that we feel within our hearts. You know, we've talked other podcasts about... Um, the death of uh, of a good friend of mine, Bunty, who died in 2014, and the impact that that had on me. And just obviously, death is something that's that's very very relevant in our COVID world. We've talked as well about we have questioning minds and how we're drowning in information, and it's not what information we need. We need something that's much deeper and more meaningful and substantial. And that's why our lives are so much are so often in the mess that we're in because we're in a broken fractured world and we're trying to make sense of that and deal with the consequences of that so is wisdom in life is it being wise in all of the other areas we've covered so far well they're foundational certainly point being that we need wisdom how to grapple with the brokenness and complexity of the world and how do we you know in the terms of the subtitle of the book is meaning purpose and fun how do i find meaning purpose and even fun in a world that's so cynical, confusing, complex, 
and chaotic. And it's become more so through technology. I mean, there's so many great things about technology, but it also means that it's creating, as it were, an, an environment that's also toxic as well because it's available 24-7. We are not 24-7 creatures. We need time and space, margin breaks to engage with, with the world around us, to have face-to-face -face relationships rather than social media relationships. We need to be out in nature. We need to be connected with our, with our creator. We need to feel that we're part of a wider community uh, rather than me and my little world. So when you're coaching, because you, 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 you coach as and well, I do coaching you? as well, yeah, that's right, yes. as well. So do you find that these questions pop up quite a lot? Yeah, I mean, in a sense, I've, I've, I've trained as a psychiatrist. And so as a psychiatrist, it's very much about mental illness and dealing with the brokenness that people deal with. So a lot of those things that, that, that I've written about in the book, you know, depression, stress, burnout, people who feel suicidal. I know I've, I've dealt with those people and, and talked with quite a, people struggling with those things. I've struggled with some of those things myself. The point being that that's not enough. You know, it's, that's just the negative. How do we go to the positive? So as a coach, what we do is, is using some principles from positive psychology. We look at what are the things that can make people thrive and flourish in life and not just get by. So in a sense, to dance with life, from going from, say, like an anxiety dance or a depressive dance, because we are dancing to some kind of tune. And a lot of the music in our world is actually more like noise and it produces a horrible dance. It produces all these high rates of mental illness and, and cynicism and emptiness and, yeah. Well, it does tie into uh, what we were saying about choosing your entertainment and your music and that wisely. Yeah. If, if you take yeah. it in the same kind of context, yeah. you know, you, if you choose wisely, you could be dancing a better tune within to your a, life. To a much better tune. Mm. And so your life can truly begin to flow and to sing in, 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 a, in a beautiful way. Yes. But so, so we're looking from the negative to the, to the positive. Absolutely. All right. But there can be many people who are already in the positive. Mm. You see, so where does the wisdom come in here? Because is it a case of, you know, I'm in a good place. I need to be wise and acknowledge that, be grateful for it. So it's can you in life or do it? Is it my job to help put that across to other people, you know, in everyday life? I, I mean, something walking down the street, you know, people put their heads down, you know, they, they don't say hello to you. I sometimes do it for fun. I go, hi, <laughs> you know, like, who are you? Strange yes. guy in flares. Um, but you know, where, what about the other side of things? You know, you're already in a good place. Yeah, I think what is good, let it expand and grow. Part of wisdom is, is learning and growing. That's, that's a big part of it as well. And if I have something that's good and I share it with others, then it expands. And then the joy increases as well. So part of wisdom is, is learning to grow and develop and deepen in that more and more on the positive side. That's healthy and that, that's, that's encouraging. And sure, you know, we live in a world that's got so much sadness and sorrow and suffering and sickness and goodness knows what. Let's see how we can be more of a light in the darkness. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. completely agree with that. Um, but I'm just thinking like with life, you know, the word life mm. is huge. It's, it's huge, just yeah. huge, you know. Yes. I mean, everyone's life is different. There are different walks of lives. Yes. So I feel like, obviously, we, we, as we go along, I'm sure we'll break this down into different mm. circumstances. But life in itself, we need to suddenly strip everyone's circumstances away and try and somehow summarize what life even means. Yes. Do you know I what mean, I mean? Yeah. I mean, particularly in the Western world, we are 
we've got amazing resources available to us, you know, things that our parents, grandparents, great-grandparents could never have dreamed of. We've never had it so good. And yet at the same time, we've never had it so bad in terms of levels of discontentment, mental illness, people questioning what they're doing, people living with with destructive habits. And that's why we need wisdom to begin to to navigate through that. And, And that's very much what I'm very passionate about encouraging people to spend time and share and think about on a deeper level. Do you think we're in a life, a world-changing moment in in our existence? <laughs> well, so what I mean is like I feel like there is a we've we've I feel like we can go in one direction, the planet can go in one direction, or it can go in another. Yeah. And you know, we hear a lot about say um the env- the environment and things like that. And it gets to the stage where some people go, Oh, not that again. Where mm. where it's such a shame is because it's really, really important, for example. But I feel like there there needs to be some kind of wisdom because if if you're making the wrong if you have the wise choice, if you make the wrong choice, we could very fast go in a pretty yeah. bad state. Yeah, you're obviously you're talking on on a sort of global societal level, which is huge. I always think about my favourite teacher, and he had this lovely story about the wheat and the tares, the wheat and the weeds, if you like. Sure. Well, the whole point being is that the same environment that creates healthy fruit and healthy growth is the same environment that allows weeds to grow as well. And so I very much believe that we are going to see goodness get brighter and we're going to see, if you like, the junk and the negativity get darker as well. And I think those two are going to coexist side by side. And the challenge for us Mm. is where do we focus our attention? And if enough of us focus our attention on the good, the positive, the wholesome, the life-giving and the life-enriching, that will, as it were, quench out the darkness and the weeds more and more. But if more and more of us are focusing on the negative, and unfortunately, a lot of our society and media is focused on the negative. And that's, I mean, that's one of the tragedies, I think, you know, is bad news sells really well. People know that if you put bad news stories up, people are going to get mesmerized by that and they're going to focus on that and then they can get more advertising to go to that. And that's how the whole economic model is based. That's destructive. But I think it's our individual choices, but enough individuals make those choices to focus on wisdom and on the positive and on the good things of life and on what it means to walk and dance with wisdom, then I think we will get more positive outcomes. So this is quite interesting. This boils back to something you said a few times, is that when it comes to, you've got to ask yourself, what are you doing from a a personal level? What are you doing as an individual? Because you're the only person, the only one person you have 100% control, well, you have 100% influence over is yourself. Yeah, I mean, you look at the the press um, yes. and the news, yes. and it's just like ghastly well, some of it, you know. And it's like, but, but we mean, need to know what's going on around the world. And I'm, I'm like, well, yeah, absolutely, you're absolutely right. But we need to know what's going on around the world, and not just what you're giving us. Exactly. Yes, that's right. You yeah, know, and the whole model of... is based on sending you bad news. I mean, what is it? CNN constant negative news. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but constant negative news is the business model. Because they know that's what gets people to pay attention. And unfortunately, I mean, again, my favorite teacher talks about uh, people who he talks about, about his disciples, his followers as sheep. And sheep sound cute and cuddly, but one of the problems with sheep, and we are sheep as well, is that we just tend to follow the crowd. 
we just tend to do what everybody else is doing you know, every time rather my, than thinking for ourselves. Every time my kids go into school, I, I always say, you know, be the best you and okay. make your own decisions. And make your own decisions, yeah. Because you know, well, you're responsible because, for them. Yeah, because yeah, you're responsible for them, you know. Yeah. And the thing is, it's like, how can you say I'm making a wise decision when you're doing someone else's decision and that person yeah, may yes. not have a clue if they're making a That's wise right. decision. Absolutely. Yes. So, um, yeah, I find, I find that really, really fascinating, really fascinating. So I, I, I just find this topic, I'll be honest with you, Sunil, I find this topic really difficult. Yes. I find this conversation really difficult because no it's just knows. so broad. Yes. It's, it's just so broad. It's like wisdom in life. I'm trying well, you think, know, we're all trying, but what is it? I don't get it. How, how can we yeah, at least no, no, work that, towards it? That, that's really helpful. That's helpful you say that. I think what I'm trying to get at here as well, I talk, you know, is that we have a lot of negative consequences from a lack of wisdom and we need to be careful. So I work as a psychiatrist and mental illness is is rising exponentially all over the world. And one of the big pushes for that, and again, in our culture is that I need a medication. I need a drug to go and fix it. That's what we say to ourselves. And I'm trying to say, actually, it's much more complex than that. Unfortunately, our secular atheistic worldview tries not to look at things in context. It just looks at basically what we've conditioned ourselves to say is, I don't feel happy. I don't feel good. I want to get out of this as fast as possible. So for example, say two or 300 years ago, if somebody said that they were feeling down, they were feeling their life didn't have meaning or purpose and they didn't know where they were going, the question to them would be, well, what else is going on in your life? What's the context you're in? What do you think God, the universe, life is trying to teach you through this? And how can you grow through this experience? Our response today is, let me get you a tablet. Let me get you a pill to fix it because I want a quick fix. I'm not feeling good at the moment. I want to get out of this bad feeling as mm. fast as possible. And that was brought home to me. I mean, when I first became a psychiatrist many, many years ago in the last century, one of the first patients I saw was this lady who had depression. And I was the junior doctor, the lowest of the low, who had to see this lady. And, you know, we would swap over every six months. And so, you know, you quickly look, go through the notes. We had paper notes in those days and you'd see what the previous doctors had done. And you would sort of look through that and then you'd see what medication they were on and you'd see how they were doing. And I noticed as I was flicking through her notes that she'd been seeing, you know, all the previous psychiatrists and she'd been on on maximum dose of antidepressant and they'd changed it and then there still was no better. And this has gone on for about two or three years and none of the medication at maximum doses was helping and she was just feeling as depressed as ever. And so I was thinking, hmm. So anyway, she came into the room and I said to her, okay, how's it going and how things? And she was just as down as ever. She wasn't sleeping well, wasn't having poor appetite, you know, all those things that, that we're, we're taught to, to look for. And I was stuck. And one, one of the things we're taught at medical school is if you're stuck, you don't quite know what to do, review the diagnosis. So I remember I said to her, I've looked at everything here. Is there anything you haven't told us that we need to know about that would help us to help you better? And she looked at me and she said, well, yeah, there is actually. She said, and I'll never forget it. She said, well, actually, I've been having an affair with the man across the road and his wife doesn't know about it. And it's been going on, I think it was for about two years. And in fact, his wife is my best friend and she's sitting outside in the clinic right now. And I thought, oh, my goodness. And as carefully as I could and as politely as I could, I said, I think the reason you're feeling this way is not to do with medication. I think it's because you're living out of integrity with yourself. 
And this is what's actually eating you away. And no medication in the world is going to solve this. I mean, I couldn't say it at the time, but what I would say to her now is that actually what you need wisdom, because you really are, you know, literally between a rock and a hard place now. You've made choices and there are consequences from these choices. And whichever way you go, there's going to be pain. Now, as a disciple of Christ, I know, I know there's forgiveness and love that can get you through this, but you're going to have to face up to these circumstances. And that's where you really need and wisdom. I will. Well, um, I... I discussed, you know, uh, there was a social worker who was also involved and we discussed it and she actually didn't, she, she didn't come to see me after that. Uh, and he would, but he was dealing with her and we basically acknowledged about what a complex situation because she had choices and, you know, we had to obviously preserve the confidentiality, but, but, you know, but you're living a lie is what you're doing. Okay. So, so the thing that pops up, a question that pops up for me there is, should we be okay with facing the pain and as we're bringing people up, oh, should we yes, should we be question. should we be saying to people, right? Don't you know? Because you hear that thing when you know you say to like kids and stuff, you know, like you got to face up, face up to that you've done wrong. You know, mm. go and say sorry. But then as you get older and stuff, you're trying to, you know, say, oh well, that happened. Well, I'm just shut away. I know lots of people. I'm not going to say their names. They know who they are. Where they will just avoid conflict. They will not be able and to admit that uh, they're and wrong. That, and they will not say sorry. You know, they'll but they'll try and deal with it another way by being extra nice or something like that. They won't face the fear. That's exactly right. And, and that's so natural. I mean, that's, a na you know, is that when we do things wrong, we want to hide, okay? Adam and Eve, when they disobeyed God in the garden, they went and hid. That's, in a sense, very natural. What I would say, though, is you've got to face up this fact, is that pain in life is inevitable. Suffering is optional. Now, what I mean by that is that it is guaranteed you are going to face pain. No doubt about it. You know, no matter what you do in your life, you're going to face pain. There are two kinds of pain. There's acute pain and there's chronic pain. And it's much better to deal with the acute pain and get it over with than deal with the chronic pain and have that nagging out with you for the rest of your life. Which is what that lady was experiencing. Yes. I mean, she was, I mean the only way... Th I. I can see is you have to face the acute pain of facing up to what you've done. I also think facing up, yeah, facing up to yourself and also giving forgiveness. Yes, that's For right. Forgiveness is, is a big one. It's a huge one. It's a huge you know, one. To, you know, to say, that the I forgive you. I, I forgive myself for that. I'm going to press the reset button and I'm going to be do better. Yes. I'm going to not do that anymore. Well, and the point, yeah, no, exactly. I mean, and again, it, 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 in my favourite book, it talks about two kinds of sorrow. It talks about worldly sorrow and godly sorrow. And if you think about it, you know, you know giving an example, you know, say um, you're running a department and you find out that uh, one of your employees is taking money out of the till, for example, and you confront that employee and they burst into tears in front of you. Now, they obviously look very sorry, but you don't know whether they're crying because they've been caught hmm. or they're crying because they genuinely feel sorry for what they've done and they want to change. From what you've seen, you need wisdom to know whether it's worldly sorrow. And, because, and what that scripture says in the New Testament in Corinthians, it says, worldly sorrow leads to death. But godly sorrow leads to repentance and life. That change of mind, that change of attitude, that in a sense recognises the wrong that I've done and wants to, as it were, move forward. And 
God's well, love is there and compassion is there for that. Well, absolutely. But I'm also just thinking that you can say, well, do you know what? I'm going to forgive you because I think oh, that, yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I want to do as yeah. a human being, yeah. not human doing, a yeah, human being. But, but, you need, but, but you need wisdom there, you see, as well. Because if it's worldly sorrow, because, and I said, I said, you need to distinguish between consequences. So, yes, you can forgive, but there is a part of us that demands justice as well. But then... Mm, yeah, okay. So with justice, so, I get it. But at the same time, so if you've given that person forgiveness, mm. and let's just say that person has had a pretty bad upbringing yeah, yeah, and they've never had that before, yeah, yeah, that person may feel that compassion and go, wow, I'm actually being heard for the very, very first time yeah, and go off and lead a better life. Yes. Or, or they might do it again. Exactly. Yeah, you and get a kick up the bum. Yes. And then what you're actually doing is you're saying, well, well, I'm going to be wise and I'm never going to do that again. <laughs> I'm going to learn. But yes. then you've been a good person for doing it. That's right. Nah, you need a lot of wisdom there because you need to understand the context. I've just given you the bald facts, as, you know, but you really need to know the person, you need the context they're doing it, you need to understand what the openness to change is, or is this the 50th time they've done it? You know, This topic, this, this wisdom of life is just conflicting with everything that's saying. I feel like there's something there, but there's a conflicting thought and a conflicting answer. And, and But ultimately, I know what the, like, the ultimate feeling is and the ultimate answer but i just think it's going to be difficult for people which makes me think that going going back to one of the earlier podcasts on what you said is that you just you have to start you take that solitude you start that that you know start cleansing yourself and having clear thought so when you do get into that situation within your life then you are able to make the best decision that you're capable of doing. Yeah, Am I, I think, on the right lines here? Yeah, I think yeah yeah you're certainly on on track there. I mean it, it's not about well, what I want to clear is it's not about getting everything right. You will make mistakes. But it starts, in, you know, from that central foundation of my relationship with God. And for me, what that's meant is that I read the biblical scripture every day. I understand how God has worked in different characters in, in the Bible as I read that through systematically. I understand how I'm accepted and loved because of what Christ has done for me and that there's nothing more I can do to know God's, God's love and goodness in terms of his acceptance for me. And so I, I, I live not for approval, but from approval that I have in Christ. As a, you know, as, as a young child knows that they're loved by their father, mm. the best possible father, you yeah, know. Quite. Um, and so that, in a sense, takes the pressure off to get it all right, but to knowing that God is guiding and leading my paths. Yeah. Okay, that's fantastic. Well, we'll leave it there. Um, let's do a quick summary of uh, right, yeah. wisdom in life. Just a 60-second summary. Wow, okay, wisdom for life. So what I've already talked about is how we have disordered lives. And that comes because of a lack of wisdom. And we see that in the huge rise of mental illness and general unhappiness in the world. And part of our problem is that we're making happiness our goal when actually we need to think that life is full of pain and problems and we need to choose between acute pain or chronic pain. And the good news only makes sense if you understand the bad news first. Wisdom provides a pathway to get through the acute pain and avoid the chronic pain so that you can learn to have meaning, purpose, and even fun in your life. And that's part of what wisdom is promising. Amazing. Well, again, another topic for us to explore further at a later time. Um, Sunil, how can people get hold of you? Yeah, you can get more resources at drsunil.com. 
And of course, you can get hold of me, Elliot, with two L's and two T's at monkeynutuk.com with your questions or um, any discussions that you would like us to explore further. And of course, do tell your friends, share it with your friends. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can leave a nice little message for us, can't they? Hit the subscribe button and the little alert sign. And uh, we will be reading them messages. And if you've got something, do leave your your name. Uh, It doesn't have to be your real name. And we can address that for you. We'll do our best to get to all of them. And... um, Until then, thank you for listening to another episode of Dancing with Wisdom, Making Sense of Life podcast. I'm Elliot Frisbee. I'm Sidor Rehejo. See you at the next one. Thank you. You've been listening to the Dancing with Wisdom podcast, presented by Sunil Rahija and Elliot Frisbee. For details on the Dancing with Wisdom book and its accompanying workbook, please visit drsunil.com. If you know someone who would enjoy this podcast, then please share it give it a thumbs up on YouTube and help it to grow by giving it a nice review. Life's challenges can diminish, define or develop you. Which one will it be? Make sure you hunger for the wise one. The choice is yours.